Let's spread a song so you can sing along with my special guest star two. You like to sing and dance, and this podcast by chance explores musicals for you. everyone, welcome back to another episode of Life's But a Song, a podcast that likes to live in the land of musicals. I'm your host, John, and with me today is doing his triple threat. It's Matt Gady, everyone. Hello, everybody. I don't I don't know why I said that, but because you didn't do like a straight up acting one, a straight up musical one, and a straight up dancing one, but like, you know, we yeah. We got, we've done an actual musical movie a tv musical movie and then um and this is a tv show and this is the first non-disney one you're doing no last five years is not disney oh that's right i would would not air on disney you know i i'm just i'm just scarred by geppetto Mm -hmm. (laughs) i was like i don't even know what matt did before erased everything that i've ever done i'm gonna taint this one as well no this one was this is a good one and we're here to talk about we're here to talk about psych season seven technically episodes 15 and 16 but i believe when it premiered it was just one big episode yeah it was Um, a two-hour special and this is psych the musical uh written by steve franks Music by Adam Cohen, lyrics by Steve Franks, directed by Steve Franks. I think this was a passion project. Oh, but like, for sure. In a good way. Well, we'll get into it, maybe. Yeah. Uh, it premiered December 15th, 2013. And according to IMDb, Sean and Gus dive into a world that's equal parts mystery and melody to track down a mad playwright who burnt down a theater after locking a critic inside. Now, before we get into this, due to the nature of the show Psych, I just want to give a huge spoiler. 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 Because, I mean, we probably will reveal who the, who did it um, because, you know, this is a murder mystery show. So we don't want to. I mean, I, I know it's like nine years old at this point, but still, I'm I just want to do it because. I, you know, I don't want people being like, hey, you ruined this for me. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Again, it did come out nine, nine years, years ago. ago. Nine years, but it's still a murder mystery. So it's on like, Peacock, everyone. This episode sponsored by Peacock. Oh, uh, I uh, wish. Peacock, give me your money. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, Steve Franks, he's also the creator of the show, right? Yeah. I believe so. Um, yes. You can tell, though, that this episode was written by somebody who loves theater. A hundred percent. This might as well have been just references the musical. (laughs) And, like, some of them are throwaway lines that they're making references to. Like, Mm -hmm. I had the IMDb page, uh, the trivia section of it tells you what the references are. So if if you get a chance, go, Mm -hmm. go read it. I'm not going to read every single one or any of them, probably. Um, and I think it also goes to show the love from the actors as well, because I believe a lot of this show was improv, especially Sean and Gus. They were allowed to just do whatever they wanted a lot of the time. Really? So, I, I believe so, especially for a show like this. They're just going to throw in random lines. I would assume it's something like an Amy Sherman Palladino where like it has to be, you have to follow the script. I mean, maybe I'm wrong about it. I just feel like a show like this could definitely be um, like there is the script, but then they have the room to improv as Uh, much as they want. Like they probably do like one take, a couple takes script fully on the script and then they are allowed to take another take where it's, they're allowed to do whatever they want. Yeah. (laughs) uh so this episode has anthony rap as a guest star which if you don't know who he is i'm sorry i can't help you um (laughs) but also barry bostwick who Mm -hmm. was in the rocky horror picture show and they didn't 
let him sing. And I'm very upset about they that. They didn't let him sing, but they did give him some Rocky Horror pic. Well, at least one Rocky Horror uh, picture show reference. Yeah, um, I didn't get it until I, I had to read it. And I was like, mm. oh, that's so... Because it's so... Okay, so I I didn't watch the show religiously, but like, you know, I pick it up every once in a while on syndication yeah. when it's on USA? Yes. That one? So. Sure. Characters welcome. Um, and, you know, the nature of the show is very quippy. You know, it's very yeah. fast. It's very funny. So, I mean, when he made that reference, he makes a damn it Janet reference, and I didn't pick up on it. He also says it out of order as well. That's he probably says Janet, whatever that actual person's name is, and then he says damn it. Um, uh, but, like, the whole show within the show that they're doing is jack the ripper the musical which i guess is like a play off of sweeney todd i would assume it it kind of seems like it's a mix of sweeney todd and sherlock holmes oh because the inspector part that Mm -hmm. dule hill is going after yeah but i guess z's original script because would have been closer to Sweeney Todd because Jack the Ripper was the good guy or the uh, protagonist of it. Oh, uh, well, in the, in the, well, and then they made him the sympathetic hero with rewrites. And that's when it was um, a bad show. Yeah. Um, but I was a little confused. Cause like, you know, this is what, this is season seven and apparently the fire that, uh, is the impetus of this whole episode was like six years ago. So is this is it? It's supposed to be before the series, right? Yes, and also like if you've watched the entire series, um, this is something I was going to bring up later, but I'm going to talk about it now. Um, if you've watched the whole series, this is even out of order. This was supposed to come before, like a few episodes or even a season before. Um, but really? it kept getting delayed probably because it was a passion project and they wanted to get it right. Um, so the timeline is also wrong within the world of psych. Um, yes, I was reading where, that. where it was supposed to come in. Um, cause Juliet and Sean are still dating, but then just like, I think even within chronologically the last episode, they just broke up or they're and, still broken up in the last episode. And she knows that he's been lying lying yes. so but not in this musical episode right so I, I, I that's what i was reading where um yeah this is like probably like three episodes later than it should have been at least mm-hmm. and um you know what i don't really care though personally because as somebody who is watching this kind of knowing what the show is I found it enjoyable. Oh, yeah. No, it doesn't break anything. And I mean, maybe like streaming services should go ahead and put it where it should be chronologically. I know they like to do it by air date, but maybe smart for. I don't know. I feel like this is just like. So, okay. Follow me on this comparison. Schitt's Creek had a holiday episode like that was in between like seasons three and four or something like that mm-hmm. but the way that they were acting it felt like it went against the character growth that happened the season prior so i think that this might just be like a a special episode that just exists out of time and space i can feel that especially with like and once again spoiler the ending it is there's found out that it's just Sean and Gus telling an, an embellished version of the crimes that happened. Um, so I guess maybe the head cannon could be that um, it actually does like the story that they're telling takes place before all these events, but when they're telling the story is actually after. Yes. Yeah. Within, was, okay. Yeah. It's within, it's the moment that they break the musical story and they're telling the story is 
past is correct on the timeline. I just love the um, the fact. I are they making fun of Disney? They are making fun of Disney, right? They do definitely make fun of Disney at one point. Uh, they say that Gus is in a production of Wally the musical. And I mean, Juliet says uh, Disney is running out of movies to turn into musicals. I guess. But even before that joke, I mean, when they are doing the once upon a time storybook moment fairy tales in general and i guess since disney is so tied in with fairy tales yeah because i i saw that as like mm, is it cinderella or sleeping beauty that actually has or is it snow white it's one of those three that has the actual storybook moment before we get into mm-hmm. the story and then Sh- i think shrek kind of parodies it as yeah, well yeah. so uh, i just found it I was laughing my ass off because that is pure comedy where they're like, they rip a page, they sk- the pages are stuck together. It is, oh my God, everyone, if you haven't seen this yet and you're still listening, I know we're like 10 minutes in, but please go watch it. It's on Peacock. Peacock. <laughs> if it's free, you just got to watch a few ads. Um, how did you feel about Anthony Rapp as the sort of villain? I, I mean, I loved seeing him and I loved having him. He was obviously the best singer among them, but I feel like he was almost underutilized. Like I could have used a full Z song. I mean, we like, kind of had some. They had a some, but I felt like they were just singing. He he didn't have a full song. Looking through some of these, like Z's Lament um, and um i hurt no one that one's literally just two lines yeah and then uh the surrender i think that's three songs that he was actually given to sing and they're kind of just uh, yeah very quick they should have made him have more yeah i i wrote with i hurt no one which is a reprise right at the beginning right at the end of the first episode, Act One. Episode 15, as, yeah. Yeah. Um, I would have loved an actual duet between Sean and Z. Uh, yeah, I was trying to look it up because uh, I was wondering who in the cast actually has experience prior or like at all. Because mm-hmm. I know Timothy uh, uh, Amundsen, I'm never going to pronounce his name correctly. Um, he was in Gallivant right after this. Yes. I I didn't I thought it was concurrent. I didn't realize it was this is done and then he went to that. Yeah. Um I know Dule Hill was on Broadway a couple of times, but like James Roday, I don't know. Wait, what's his last name? What's his full last name? Uh Rodriguez. James uh James Roday Rodriguez. I don't know. I couldn't find anything that says that he mm-hmm. was in anything musical prior like yeah. prior or afterwards. So I will say the biggest surprise of someone that had musical theater experience, um, Ali Sheedy. Yes. I, (laughs) first of all, totally underutilized, especially with this experience after I learned um, being the first female actor to play Hedwig in Hedwig and the Angry Itch. Really? Yeah. Um, Didn't realize that. But then, yeah, all they gave her was just some throwaway lines and a weird karaoke song at the beginning. And then the um, Promised Land. Yeah. Where she... Okay, we gave the spoilers already. Where she (laughs) dies? Yeah. That's another reason I think this... It is important for the canon of Psych. Like, that's why I wasn't going to just write off that it was a throwaway. Not It's not a throwaway episode, but like, it's outside the timeline yeah it definitely is within the timeline because that's a very important thing for the for the character story of psych yeah yeah because i mean okay so i've i like i said i didn't watch the show religiously i i pick and choose or whatever uh usa is playing i would watch Mm -hmm. um i think i need to go back and rewatch the whole series but I'm assuming Mr. Yang, who she plays, um, is a recurring character. 
Yeah, she's kind of an overarching overarching villain. Um, Who's in and, love with Sean. Yes. Um, and also Z, according to this part, uh, according to this episode. Well, no, she says that she... It, it seemed like um, when she had... When she, before she died, when she was fighting off um, the the masked man, uh, she admit, admits to Sean that like she was just you know hanging out with Z. It wasn't like it was like an infatuation though. Like with with uh, uh, Sean, it was like I love you. You're it. You're my you're my everything. But like with Z, it just seems like it wasn't. It was a flame. that. It wasn't that important to her. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Sean is the true, her true infatuation. And yeah. I gotta say, I, I only really know Ali Sheedy from The Breakfast Club, so <laughs> I was like, this, you're doing amazing work in this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. She's, yeah, I would definitely rewatch it um, to see her a lot. And she makes a lot of references like, I'm sorry, I blew up your mom. Um, which is factual. Almost um, blue. Wait, almost, she, yes. Almost she didn't up. she didn't actually. It was almost. Um, but yeah. <laughs> she is yeah. She crazy. is it um okay, so from an actor's perspective, is a character like that just like fun to play? Oh yeah, yeah. Completely unhinged, kind of just does whatever they want. Um an agent of chaos. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a lot of fun. Uh, and and then Jimmy Simpson shows up as the <laughs> one scene, and I was laughing my ass off because I don't know if Jimmy Simpson is really like a singer or anything. He did fine, but I was just like, "What is happening?" Are you talking about Promised Land? Yes. So within the canon of so he, um, the reason he showed up. And that do, that is kind of odd if you haven't seen the rest of Psych in a while. He is obsessed with um, Yang, and he has been studying Yang for years and years and years, uh, which is really fun. like it's it's almost jarring if you've watched the whole thing because he dies in season four. So then this is three seasons later that he comes back and he's greeting Yang into the afterlife. This show is so smart. I love this show so it, much. It makes references to itself for diehard fans. And I'm just going to assume that you are a diehard fan in a way. Yeah. I mean, I watched Ooh. this growing up on syndication when it was when it was going. Um, and I rewatched it during quarantine. I probably do another rewatch pretty soon (laughs) this was this was amazing um because there's other things that they reference and i read that there's a line that dule hill says that is it seems like a throwaway line to me uh but when he asks um have you heard about pluto or something like that that's not a that's that's not a musical theater reference. That's no, that's just... a reference to the show, though, because he yes, says that. that that's a recurring one. That's a recurring bit. He like he says that throughout the show. His whole thing is like, "This is the greatest pickup line in the world" because it's this really controversial thing, and it's yeah, it's a great, yeah, it's a great opening line for ladies. So he says it all the time. And then uh, also on the trivia page on IMDb, you can read about the pineapples. Because that's a recurring thing throughout the series. Yes. yes. The apparently, apparently there's so many pineapples in that opening song. Yes. He gets thrown one and then... There's a guy um, wearing a shirt. There's pineapples um, flanking the pier or something. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, pineapples is a big thing. It's like... I have to say, though, for a non-musical show, they went, like, all out with this episode. And... That. And like, yes, they're making fun of it, but you could tell that they were very serious about what they were doing. Oh, I'm sure like everyone here has a deep love for musical theater. Uh, it was, yeah. E- yeah, it was either written by people that absolutely love musical theater or um, just 
did so much research for it as well. I like to think of the first one. I have to say, uh, though, like Maggie Lawson was also a surprise for me. Um, I used to have such a crush on her. I could see it. Yeah. Um, used and to. Yeah, she, probably should still have probably, one. No. <laughs> Maggie Lawson's it. listening. So I, I know. I, but like, I, I, from what I remember of the show, she never seemed like a dancer or a singer. And then just like, She's holding, she's <laughs> keeping up with Dulé Hill with the dancing and in, in bits and parts. There was actually um, a scene on their second reprise of I've Heard It Both Ways when they're all like singing down the stairs, Lassie, yeah. Juliet, and Sean. It gave me so much um, good morning from Singing in the Rain vibes that I would love to see those three redo that scene throw in Dulé hill because he's a he's a dancer yeah i mean if they nice. can't get one of them to do it either sean or uh Lassie, no, make, make it a quartet instead of a trio sure why not but that that song surprisingly reminded me of um uh i'm not dominican or whatever the name of that song is from scrubs i can say that because it has that same tango-esque feel mm-hmm. to it. But like even the melody line seemed very one-to-one. Yeah. I mean, when you're writing, when you are writing a tango and you're trying to be like the generic tango, I don't mm-hmm. say these songs are generic by any means, but like when you're writing the reference to a tango, you do kind of have that melody line that comes up. And much like the Scrubs episode, I really appreciated, though, that they went with different genres or different feels for the songs. Um, Because, like, yeah, you can point out that, which one was it? The breakdown sounded like Kill the Beast from Beauty and the Beast. But, like, other songs were, like, like like we said, I've heard it both ways, reprise one is the tango or... um, I was wondering if Z's Lament is an I Want song in a way. Is there an I Want song in this show? In this um, episode? Look through this. Um, I don't think... I, I mean, Z's Lament is probably the closest one to an I Want. Yeah, definitely. Um, it would have to be. And it... it it does recur throughout like I hurt no one. And then the surrender, those are all uh, the same melody melody lines. Um, So I would say that's the closest thing to an, I want song. Um, Like he's wanting justice for his, his musical. Yeah. Or he wants, yes. How was how I going to word it? Or, yeah. Lost the train of thought. It's gone. It's gone to the universe. But it's it, it's interesting because you're watching, because while watching this prior to knowing how it's being presented at the end of the technically second episode, um, I just was very a little confused because like they would break out into song and there's only like a few moment, few songs that it actually in the universe mm-hmm. like the sleigh bells or when you're making up a song uh when you're making up a song um those are ones that like they're clearly like we are in the show but then the other ones are kind of like musical theater yeah. moments where they're like i'm breaking out into song yeah i when i was rewatch when i was rewatching and i kind of forgot the part at the end when sean is telling sean and gus are telling the story and that's the actual reason it's a musical. I actually chalked it up to that it's actually Yang. That's what I thought. And that's it's what like, I thought too. Because she says, like, I love, be- I love music. It's a musical in my head. I thought that was kind of the explanation. Like, we're all kind of watching this from Yang's point of view. <laughs> but then I was just like, but Yang isn't in the opening. And Yang dies. And Yang dies. But like, 
Because I thought I then thought it was like going to end up being a dream, like Sean's dream or something. Yeah. I would buy that both Sean, uh, Sean and Gus are theater fans. Mm-hmm. They seem it. I don't know if that's like prove it, is that if that's canon I mean, as well. As many references as Sean and Gus make. Um just to list a few is um like and it's mainly what G- Sean calls Gus throughout it because that's a big recurring thing throughout the show itself is that Sean will give these crazy nicknames to Gus um like at one point he calls him um the Miss Saigon reference you're talking about yeah there's the Miss Saigon reference he also calls him um the name of the king from the king and I and Gus goes etc etc oh my god well because the the Miss Saigon reference he Gus corrects him and he's like you didn't see that show or something like that I was like oh my god this is amazing (laughs) yes and then I think the first one he calls Gus is um he just said he's corrects him about something um or he says he's embarrassing him and Sean says to Gus Gus don't be the very model of a modern major major general I would I I again this episode is is like is is just is just it's just this podcast basically yeah. <laughs> where, where we're making references we're ta- commenting on things and like it's like we could, ju- we could just let's... make a whole episode just talking about the references of this because I just wrote them down as I saw them and there I probably missed a ton there was an into the woods one there was the um we talked about the rocky horror one I mean Jack the Ripper is Sweeney Todd Mm -hmm. but they have they all there's also fan of the opera oh there's Um, so many fan of the opera ones just the whole premise of like this is a burned down theater and then we're trying to resurrect it and then someone from the past Comes okay. In and... Okay. So the theater burns down six years ago or whatever. So, yeah. How is it still a theater after six years with the set on stage? Like, no one touched it. Apparently, no one touched it. You could tell that they probably were like, "Okay, we're gonna shoot all of this stuff on the clean set, and then we're gonna then burn it down." <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna distress the fuck out of it, and then we're gonna film everything else. Cause like that set wouldn't be structurally sound if it was actually burned. Unless they, unless they re, literally rebuilt it. Because well, I uh, mean, not uh, the not the production of Psych, but the yeah, production yeah, yeah. company doing Jack the Ripper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like when they do the fight scene, it's like that staircase wouldn't <laughs> would probably be very weak because <laughs> it's yeah weird. i mean just after six years whether there's a fire or not that probably would have started rotting away without maintenance oh my god um so where are we in this episode we've been bouncing okay. around this entire episode. we've been bouncing around um okay i just want to jump to the end for a hot second so You've been you've been warned, listener. You've been warned, and we've so, already spoiled it anyway. Well, we've already spoiled it anyway, but but it turns out Z isn't the killer mm-hmm. that everyone says that he is. It's the director. No, who? I think he's the director. I don't know what job he had. I yeah 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 he was the director and somebody else. There were two people. The who, producer of it um who was played by barry no not barry bostwick because barry bostwick was having he didn't kill anyone but he he is the producer yes Um, he he was having it turns out he's having an affair with the lead yes uh but it was the director and was it the lead actor no no because that was the inspector the guy that was playing the inspector, he didn't have the slash on his chest from uh, Yang. Mm. Uh, I, think but, just, I think it was just the director. Okay. Because then at the end, 
when they when we it's revealed that Gus and Sean are telling the story of what we saw, mm-hmm. the, uh, them recapping the events to uh, Z Anthony Rapp's character. Anthony Rapp is still in the mental institution, and it's like, why would he be in the mental institution if a he didn't kill the critic at the beginning at seven years ago and start the fire, or b he didn't kill the ki- actual killer? I think it was that he had the intent of killing someone that right, he but still he did it. He still needed help. Like it wasn't a criminal thing. It was just like he's still but he was he, he was still needs put, help. He was put in there because they assumed he st- he started the fire. Yes, Billy Joel. Uh back uh, back seven years ago and killed that critic. And so the fact that he's still there at the end, I was like, this is this is not right ever. Like, at least explain well, it away. He did have a knife to a guy's throat. Right, like, he but had like, the intent of killing that he, guy. He, and he didn't. Did it in front of the cops. But he didn't. That's the thing. You could, I mean, he should have been absolved of the of, uh, I think he was punishment. absolved. He was absolved of the crimes, but it still stands that he was in mental distress. So, getting some help from a hospital is not well because he was in uh, wrongfully accused and in a mental institution for seven years. So, <laughs> the f- the system is failing. Everyone, <laughs> yeah. further proof of that. Um, I did have a meta question for you, though. Uh, so in the episode, we see the stage manager whose goal is to do the show. <laughs> I was going to bring him up. Um, I love him. So your stage manager character on TikTok, is that based off of him? No. Um, <laughs> it's just based off all stage managers that I've met when I've stage managed myself. Um <laughs> But that that guy is that such guy. a mood, is such is every stage manager's spirit animal right there. He's like, I am trying to call a show. I don't care what's going on. Get it done. <laughs> the killer they, went that way. They no. they went over there. Goodbye. <laughs> Try to call a show. And he doesn't stop the show. Like on like, I mean, I would have stopped the show. I get it. Like there's people there with with um there's sponsors there and people that are gonna pick up the show for broadway but guy comes on with a cell phone going hey you stop it jack the ripper yeah sean does that and then all of a sudden gus Gus shows up yeah singing a random song um yeah you you stop the show at that point is jamaican inspector man like a running theme i don't think so all right yeah no i think that is just something he came up with because the fact that that's the button at the end of the whole episode my god and they put a lot of work into that ending just that was something like he he was he was on a lift and he had like it seemed like he had one of those uh, rigs on him that like the camera was harnessed onto him mm-hmm. it was amazing <laughs> I think they were just finally giving Gus his time to shine yes well this whole ep- I feel like this whole episode showed Dule Hill's other talents very well because mm-hmm. like I can't remember if he dances in other episodes i think he does not in not in like i think no he does tap like they actually bring it up he does do tap numbers throughout not like within like not like this he goes to a yeah there is episodes where you see him in a tap dance class so they built it up it was very like they didn't just throw it in there randomly like it was building up to it because I read that he was on 
the tour of the tap dance kid. And then he was in bring into noise, bring into funk as well as other shows. But like, those are like the two ones that I know are major dancing shows, Mm -hmm. tap dancing shows. And like, I mean, he's a great, I feel like he's a great singer. I feel like everyone in this show has a secret singing talent that they didn't utilize before. Except Woody, the guy that plays Woody. And I will give him credit. Maybe it was just the way they wrote the song, but that also was just, I feel like that song was more written toward, it was written towards the actor that it was just a low talking song. And then the ending, either they directed him to do it that way, or he was like, I can't do this right. So I'm going to make it funny instead of, which uh, that was, um, uh, the opposite song right but i mean are you talking about when he's popping up on the yeah like he's exam table he's on the table and yeah i mean it was hilarious yes and that's what i'm saying like either they made like told him to do it that way or since he was kind of the weaker singer of the group but they still wanted to give him a number they wrote it to his quote-unquote strength which was being comedic, just making it sound bad. But it was still, but like he sold it. Yes, that's exactly it. He, everyone sold everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's the, the first question I wrote down was just like seven seasons in and Sean isn't officially a cop yet. Like, well, because he was, I'm trying to remember his story. He was a cop. And no, then his he, dad is a cop. His dad is a cop. Gave it kind of gave him the he was the one that trained him to be so insightful that it is almost like he is psychic. Since he worked on it since he was a kid, like he has the most powerful um form of deduction and just is able to see every detail all at once. Right, because they, they when they zoom in on an object and they highlight it. Yeah, they they light it up for you, especially. Um, He just acts like he is getting a premonition, but he doesn't want to be a cop. No, I think he has more fun just being a PI. Like he starts a whole business around it. It's true. So he doesn't just have to work with the police; he can work for technically anyone, and he works outside kind of the the world or yeah, the realm of cops he's not bound by the same rules i guess and it, it seems like he has fun with okay what's his name um timothy uh, um lassie lassie he just yeah. has fun putting lassie in his place mm-hmm. but like in this episode where they're like we we agree with each other and then they don't really agree yeah uh matt is there anything else you want to talk about before we get into sharp and flat um, let me just look through my notes real quick. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I just have so many references. On oh, here. did you suspect that it was the director? Yes and no. Like, obviously, it is pointing towards Z, but also the way that Psych is seven seasons into Psych, they're not going to, in my opinion, they're not going to give it to the most obvious person. Like, yes, it's is that he is kind of the red herring of like, really, would they show us it right at the beginning? Like they. That's kind of the mystery, like, since it is a crime show, a mystery show, like they showed us the killer at the beginning. Is that really how they're going to play this one? Well, I thought it was Barry Bostwick for a while, because why else would you have Barry Bostwick on the show? But I guess he's a red herring as well. And then they thought mm-hmm. it was Yang. Um, but Yang is just insane. Yeah. I think she did actually end up killing someone in that episode. The police officer that was supposed to... They never really confirmed yes, that. He was, the... He's either dead or just knocked out. I, th- I, I want to believe he was knocked out. Yes. We can hope. We can hope. Yes. Okay. Let's get it to sharp and flat, shall we? Yeah. Sharp. Flat. 
so in this section, we're going to highlight some moments, whether or not we talked about it. If we liked it, it's sharp. And if we didn't like it or thought it could change, it's flat. Matt, what are your sharps? I think we've been talking about them the whole time, but it's musical references. This just goes to show how much love and passion was in this project is just either they did a ton of research or they've loved it their entire lives. But either way, it is an homage and a love letter to musical theater and people that love musical theater. Um, I wrote specific moments. Um, For instance, Gus being in a rumble with a dancer, which I guess that's the West Side Story reference. Yeah, right at the beginning. Right at the top. But it was hilarious. Um, I sharped Ali Sheedy. Um, I also sharped that silent officer that we talked about. I don't, I don't know if he had a name, but they kept talking to him and he never responded. Where <laughs> they're like, you're just so tall, aren't you? I mean, he's, a, he's, does he say some, he, he at least raises his hand and he was like, when Sean asks, like, um, does anyone know how to play bass? I don't remember if he says anything, but he, he doesn't. Least, I don't think he, he says at least raises a word. Yeah. And he didn't start like all Mr. T at some point. It might be a <laughs> bit of a dated reference, but it did come out in 2013. Um, I also like that Sean's phone case says psych on it. Because I, I feel like it probably was merch that they or is merch that they sold. Probably, but selling. it it doesn't break the continuity of the show because he has started a company called, called Psych. Psych, yes. So but it, just... it's not only is it branding for within the universe, but it's also advertising to be like, don't you want this phone case? Mm-hmm. Um, and then Jamaican Inspector Man. <laughs> that, that's it's a great song. Gus is an absolute trooper. <laughs> like he had. Yeah, he's he's just along for the ride, but he is also helping Sean to the extreme. Or every or case, do what do Lay Hill and James Rodriguez Reddy, Reddy, actually friends? I like, hope. I so. hope they are. I After so. almost a decade of working together, yeah. I hope they're still friends. At they least, did. at least the Christmas card friends. Yeah, they did a ton of seasons together, and then there's three movies that take place afterwards. One that just recently came out yeah they like they 2020 were, at least they were i th- i think two like two and three movies two and three came out during the pandemic yeah because they were like we need hope <laughs> yeah, you're psyched um do you have any flats i, I mentioned this way at the beginning but where it takes place in the season um it's just since it was supposed to release earlier i wish it would have released earlier for the sake of the continuity of the show um i know things happen and maybe it was they pushed it off because they wanted to make sure it was the best it could be um so i can appreciate that but since it does have timeline specific things that just yeah for the sake of the show um, I wrote that Z goes back to the psych ward because it again it doesn't feel honest. Mm-hmm. It feels like it feels like they needed to write the character off somehow, but like they couldn't be like, I don't know. I don't. I honestly don't know. I just feel like it. They could have justified it better, and they just didn't. Maybe. Um, and also that it took me this long to see this until because <laughs> I'm very upset with myself. This was, it was so much fun. I don't even, it was like under two hours of just pure hilarious, hilarity and, you know, for people like us who are in theater or or love theater so much, we would we would get a lot of the references that they make. And it's just Pure entertainment. Yeah. Wow. It's great TV show in general, but a great episode of a great TV show. So I'm flatting myself, basically. Mm. <laughs> Rarely I'm do I sharp- do that. 
I'm going to sharp myself for letting you have the opportunity to watch this. There you go. There you go. Um, Would you add any of these songs to your life's playlist? To my life's playlist? I mean, they were very, like, they were very much written for the show itself. And, like, unfortunately, none of these songs could you just pick out and take, like, to another show or do somewhere else. They were very much written for the show itself, for better or worse. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, they have visual cues that go with them. Mm -hmm. Because, like, I would have, I think I would have put Jamaican Inspector. Is it Jamaican Inspector Man or Jamaican Inspector? I mean, I think the title of it is just Jamaican Inspector, but he, He the line is jamaican inspector man okay so jamaican inspector i think would have would be like the closest one but it's still you still need that psychedelic visual to go with it where he's floating on a set and the lights are changing colors around him and and it is such a reference to jack the ripper as well like the reason it was written is because of jack the ripper the musical you're trying to add it into that musical oh yeah because um fucking a there they also make commentary on theater where it's like well why do you need to be historically accurate it's a it's a it's a stage production colorblind casting and all that and people are like no it's 1880s london (laughs) I love that line. I was like, what? Black people haven't been invented yet? <laughs> I was just like, wow. They went there. They went and... there. I mean, I'm happy that they went there because I don't know if they ever, they probably, they, they must have serious moments like that where it's like, you know, stop being racist. Yeah. Uh, but like, I feel like the actual song, Jamaican Inspector, just like, I don't know. I don't. I, I guess I could listen to it, but like, I think I would love it more if it was if I was just rewatching the show, not mm-hmm. like, not like you know, on my commute to work or whatever. Um, and I, yeah, I guess Z's lament. Um, like in terms of, it is the song that he wrote for, um, yeah. his love. Um, well, it was the first song he wrote, and then he would change the lyrics based on this girl's mood and sing it for her. So I guess that that's always cute. Like, have have a song that you you love and that you've kind of come up with yourself that can be for any moment. Like, put your stamp on the world and put your stamp on life. Do you think she liked him? Uh, was her name Elisa? Yeah, I think so. Because, like, I know that they make a a point to say that he was in love with her, but do you think that it was reciprocated? I think so. Like, she she didn't think that he would ever hurt her. True. Um, that's why she denied having a cop in front of her house. Um, I mean, he ends up breaking into her house just to get just to like see her, or yeah. Uh, and on that note, Matt, we're done with the episode. We're done. I feel like it's a lot, but like I don't know. We just love it so much that. Oh yeah, I mean, like I said, we could have just done a whole episode on references. Oh God, that would have we would have been here for like seven hours. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt, what do you have to plug and or promote? Yeah, so um, still on TikTok and Instagram. Uh, my Instagram is Matt underscore W underscore Gainey, and my TikTok is at Matt.gibster. I do theater stuff like we had talked about. Um, but then also cosplay stuff, which is a form of theater for me. Uh, uh, it's great. I I love 
Because you usually, when you do the stage manager character, it's usually like around a, a, one of the songs or some or sound clips that is going mm-hmm. that is popular, and it's just so great. <laughs> yeah. Well, funny enough, I'm in a dinner detective show, so um, yeah. Oh, I, I've been doing that for a while. Um, so that ties in with psych real well of just where can trying people, to solve a murder. Where where um, is where is this? Where can people see you? I mean, uh, it's called the Dinner Detective. Um, there are locations all across the country. I do mine in Knoxville, Tennessee. Um, so if you're ever in Knoxville and you want to see a show on a Saturday, try on a, oh yes, it only happens on Saturdays. That's, um that's yeah. why well, yeah i guess like um when i was watching the breakdown um uh sean breaking down the case like i was kind of like thinking of that i was like i wish i could just turn this and turn the dinner detective into a musical that part where it's just like we're breaking down the clues and doing the summation of who done it who done did it who done did it um <laughs> so, yeah i wish we could just turn that into a musical one day you will uh and if you want to uh bet and if you want to get in touch with me via the podcast you can you can email me at buttersongpod at gmail.com i'm also on facebook instagram twitter and tiktok i have to i'm trying to whore that thing out too uh at buttersongpod i sometimes post things on uh, whatever <laughs> so whenever whenever the mood strikes me i post things on social medias um uh and if you want to be part of next episode's conversation well it's christmas in july everyone because we will be talking about the year without a santa claus whoa whoa regular bass <laughs> yeah yeah matt thank you so much this has been so much fun um, me. i don't know if i have you for anything else right now but well, we'll figure it out let's figure something out yes 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 uh and bye for now everyone Psych. Special thanks to Justin Johnson for creating the podcast's artwork and to Nick Bombasino for composing the theme song and the jingles in this podcast. And thank you to CastBox for hosting this podcast. Bye again, everyone, and have a musical day.